Hey, what's going on? It's Beatin' Down with Code 45, and you're listening to the Nerd Podcast Mafia, entertainment your ears can't refuse. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're the people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What is going on, everybody? You are listening to the So Wizard Podcast, episode number 192. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts, back from assignment, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Hello, fellow citizens of the internet. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Riggins. Spring is in the air, and so am I. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, buddy. You, the listener, you are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly. This week, we're going to talk a little news, and then we're going to talk about our respective weekends at AwesomeCon and Empire State Comic Con. And I think we're going to have a little bit of fun talking about those things, so I'm glad you're here to listen with us. But before we get into all that... How's everybody doing? Aubrey, we missed you last week. It is great to hear your voice again. How are you? I missed you guys as well. I am fabulous. I am pretty and witty and gay. <laughs> gay isn't happy, but... Brightly colored. Yeah. Chill now. Do you know how I do? Awesome. What about you, Mark? How are you feeling? How are you recovering after yesterday spending the day at Empire State Comic Con? Yeah, you know, it took a lot more out of me than I thought. I don't know if it was the uh, celebratory beer and uh, wings <laughs> that happened afterwards. That kind of they were inexplicably way hotter than we normally get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. We numb. my face was numb. <laughs> I think I think we we kind of we were kind of feeling ourselves, and we're like, oh yeah, we can take on these these uh, extra or we, wings. We can take are, on medium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we're men. We can take on some medium wings. Yeah, they they were pretty hot, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm doing a lot better. I'm, I'm recovering. Nice, nice. When when I went home later that night, and I went to take out my contacts. I I had washed my hands, but I guess I didn't do a good enough job because <laughs> I took my finger in my eye, and it was like, uh <laughs> <laughs> there is still some dry rub buffalo dust somewhere on there. I have uh, I've been having a rough week. I gotta tell you guys, and the fact that you made it through that whole convention walking around, man, on that foot, I'm I'm amazed. Yeah. So basically, uh, on Thursday night, I was getting ready to go to work, and I work third shift, as I'm sure we've talked about multiple times in the show. So it was about yeah, a little after nine o'clock. I was getting ready to head into work, and the way my house is set up, the kitchen then attaches to a breezeway, which then attaches to the garage. So. The lights were off in the breezeway, and I, like any normal day, I stepped down into the breezeway from the kitchen with my bag of lunch and everything, getting ready to put my shoes on and head out the door. My son had left his snow boots directly in the path of the door, and with the lights off, I didn't see them, so I stepped on them and sprained my ankle, (laughs) which was the exact same ankle I sprained one year ago. When we went to Comic Con, right? Um, 
which was also put on by <laughs> Altered Reality Entertainment. So <laughs> I think maybe they're cursing my ankle or something <laughs> with their shows. But, uh, you know, I hit the ground and it hurt like hell. And I knew immediately what had happened. And I'm like, fuck. I was so mad. And I couldn't, I couldn't walk. And I'm like, I can't call out of work because at work, there's a policy where you get in trouble if you call out less than two hours before your shift starts. And it was like 45 minutes before my shift started. So I was like, fuck. So I crawled into the car. (laughs) (laughs) I crawled into the driveway and into the car. And then I drove like two blocks from my house and I could barely like lift my foot to put gas on the car. So I had to call out. (laughs) But they were understandable, right? They, they, uh, somewhat. We'll see. Um, <laughs> the, the big boss at the store can wave. It, it's the first time it's happened, so it's only a verbal warning. Um, and I never call out or anything like that. But the big boss at the store can wave, having to get a warning or any sort of like mark on your record if they see fit. So hopefully they'll see me hobbling around tonight and <laughs> maybe and see fit to wave it, but. Yeah. So then Friday I had to go to work no matter what. So I spent all night Thursday, like soaking my ankle and keeping it elevated and popping aspirin. And I did the same thing all day Friday. And then I had to go to work Friday because there's no way I couldn't go to work two days in a row. And uh, Friday's our biggest night. So I need to unload uh, 1300 pieces of grocery and then put it away. And then I went home, I took a shower, and I got in the car and picked up Mark, and we went to Comic-Con, and I walked around all day. That's right. No sleep, in pain. This guy is a trooper, everyone. This guy is a trooper. That's right. (laughs) We do it all for you, the listener. For the free podcast. That's right. (laughs) That's right. For 192 weeks in a row of podcasting power, straight to you, straight to your ears from our lips. But enough about me and my problems. Mark, please tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. Sure. All right, everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week, along with movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix picks from our buddy Adam Mollyhawk, our So Wizard Podcast merchandise is there so you can uh, purchase some swag, uh, represent, look good while you are representing our show. Uh, a good way to support our show is by shopping through our Amazon link that we keep right on the website. Just click on that big A, do your Amazon shopping, and that way you get the stuff that you want and you get to help out So Wizard too. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you are there. Uh, review us on podknife.com. Uh, find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone. We're on Podbean. We're on Satchel, Google Play Music, and we you can also stream us on Spotify. We're also on the nerdpodcastmafia.com website, along with a bunch of other really cool podcasts. And you can find us on Powercast 97.9 Internet Radio. Back to you, Joey. Ha 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 ha. What about that alien? That was all right, I guess. It was no uh hashtag Gucci flip flops. No, that was uh that was in celebration of Black Panther becoming the number three highest grossing movie domestically uh, of all time. That's right. Past Titanic. That's right. So uh go Black Panther. It's unstoppable. Near far, wherever you are, Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll uh, I guess we'll talk about some stuff or something. Uh, Mark, lay the news on us. 
Ellis, smack us upside the head with tales of nerd news. All right. So this week in nerd news, well, as uh, we already talked about, Black Panther became the number three highest grossing movie domestically of all time. Unadjusted. Uh, Unadjusted. Uh, A lot of people are uh, a a little bitter that uh, they don't think this movie deserves that that high of a spot. I thought the movie was amazing. I have no problems with it being the number three movie of all time. I just really wanted your opinions on that really quickly. Uh, since we all did see it, what did you guys, do you guys think that this movie deserves to be in, let's say in the top five of all, of all time? Uh, let's start with uh, Joey. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> People really don't think it deserves to be. Nope. It's, it's a lot of meh and, uh, you know, it's no, uh, it's no Titanic. <laughs> Ugh, <laughs> I hate way. Titanic, so no thanks. I'm happy anytime anything beats Titanic. <laughs> All right, Aubrey, what about you? I don't really understand the appeal of Titanic either. Um, yeah, I don't really, I don't really get it. Um, I don't care that it is number three. It doesn't phase me. I thought it was excellent. I think that a lot of the reason why it is number three is just because it is the first. Uh, powerful movie um, for for that culture. Yep. Um, so I those people. <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> those people? <laughs> I didn't want to give an incorrect, you know, word. I don't. Know, I don't know what what. <laughs> <laughs> we know, Aubrey. We're just. We're just. Let me, let me, let me just dig my own hole deeper. I'm a big fan of the I blacks. Didn't, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Please forgive me. I didn't mean it that way. Um, it, but I, I do think a part of it was um, the message for for that culture mm-hmm. um, is why it did so so well. But at the same time, you know, why did Wonder Woman do well? Women. So I'll take it. I don't care. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Why did Titanic do so well? It's not because the movie is so flat out amazing. It was just it. Celine Dion. <laughs> people, the culture of Celine Dion was represented. That's why. Right. French people <laughs> from Montreal. <laughs> Finally, we get our own movie. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 totally fine with Black Panther being number three. Heck, I'll even take number two. Heck, even why even number one? Why not? Why the hell not? You know, we we told everyone that this movie would be amazing and that we would support it, and we have, and now it's number three. So, good on them. Uh, it's, it's it's really hard for anything to to beat Avatar and Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Which I don't even understand why Avatar is up there because that movie not as good. Three D, three D, yeah. Maybe that's why I don't understand because I can't see three D in the first place. So. Ah, well, then you really missed out on really the only redeeming quality of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I have no depth perception, so seeing a 3D movie for me is just like seeing a regular 2D movie. But blurry? And no, it because you I can wear the glasses. It's just the depth doesn't. It just looks flat. Yeah. And the times where my eyes do pick up on the depth, like it, it's very seldom. Do they? Um, it just makes my eyes cross and then I have to like hold my face. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. So it never actually does any, any justice for me to pay extra to see a 3d movie, which actually is nice because, uh, my boyfriend cannot see 3d either. So we really never have to 
spend extra money. <laughs> well, our boyfriend, you're not supposed to talk about that on the show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she mentioned it before. If this was a J-pop late. band. We'd make you shave your head right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have only, I, I think I've subtly mentioned him. It's never been by boyfriend before. Well, cat's out of the bag now. Yeah, <laughs> damn, all the fans know. Well, you know, Aubrey, you you guys will be happy to know that 3D is actually on its way out. I think this past year there was the lowest selling amount of 3D tickets since they've oh, been charting it. So uh, in about two years, uh, 3D movies will probably be like they'll go the way of, uh, of 3D TVs. <laughs> no one's just sure, going to care anymore. I, I can't. I can't see them anyway. Never saw the point. All right. Um, so speaking of Marvel uh, movie news, uh, there was a little bit of uh, Marvel announcements that weren't really official. Uh, but they are somewhat on a hush-hush kind of leaked information. Uh, looks like the next movie for Phase 4 is going to be Marvel's Eternals. Um, now, I'm not familiar with this franchise or with these uh, characters at all. I When I kind of read up on it, I got the impression it was kind of like the Inhumans. Um, but I could be way off. Uh, but apparently this is going to be part of Marvel's Phase 4. Joey, you were excited about this. What can you tell us about Marvel's Eternals? Um, they're pretty similar to Inhumans, oh, I guess. Yeah, um, I was right. They were created by Jack Kirby, um, in the late seventies and, uh, they're kind of cool and weird and pretty goddamn obscure for, <laughs> for them to pluck out of nowhere. But we've talked about this before. You just never know what they're going to turn around and make a movie out of at this point. And I, I have no reason to doubt that they would. Not be you know, that they wouldn't be able to turn it into something cool. So you know we'll we'll see. But uh, they're basically uh, early. They were like cavemen, I guess you could say, like cavemen and cave women back in the day. Okay. Before like Earth developed and the Celestials showed up and performed experiments on them and made them into uh, the Eternals, or, like super powered uh, <laughs> super, people, super powered cavemen. <laughs> No, they're like normal people now. Okay. <laughs> they like, uh, you know, evolved them and gave them superpowers. So, all right, no. it's 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 very similar to uh, the DC Fourth World stuff that they just announced. So, yeah, but for some reason, I think people were a little bit more excited over uh, the New Gods announcement than about this one. Even though this one is well, really yeah, official, that yet. New Gods stuff is so much more popular. <laughs> but, you know, Aubrey, are you familiar with Marvel's Eternals at all? Not at all. All right, based on Joey's uh, description of it, <laughs> does that make um, you any ex- any more excited about it? <laughs> I no, I, uh, maybe I'll be excited when I see something. Yeah, if well, I can't see it, it's not real. I don't believe it. There you go. There One you go. of those people. So we'll we'll, we'll, we'll people. We'll see what happens with this. Like I said, it hasn't been official. Official. This is just kind of rumored, but uh, it's on somewhat good authority that this is uh, a possibility. So in the uh, grain of salt category uh, that also came from the same source, uh, looks like the Black Widow movie is coming in 2020. Now, uh, we did announce it before that they are making a Black Widow movie. Uh, Again, this isn't official official, but according to the movies that they have lined up, they do have some spaces that they they blocked off for the new Marvel movies. They just haven't announced the titles yet. This would fit right in there. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for a Black Widow movie as long as they can squeeze in uh, Shuri and uh, and uh, Nokia in there. Uh, then I'll, I'll be psyched for it. Uh, Joey, 2020 Black Widow. What do you think, dude? Are you ready for this or what? 
Let's go. Let's do it right now. I'm super excited. As long as it's good, which we have absolutely no reason to doubt that it would, but I'm surprised that this is still on the radar because I thought a lot of the uh, original Avengers characters were going away, but mm-hmm. I think uh, Scarlett Johansson isn't really, I think that Marvel's more in a position of power than they were before. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of contract. Cause uh, weren't her last two movies like neutron bombs at the box office. Uh, yeah, that's true. There was a uh, ghost in the shell and what was it? It was the ladies night out thing. Yeah. A little girls night out yeah. thing where, <laughs> I thought she had another movie, though, that just came out. Hmm. It was another weird one. Mm. Fuck. Mm. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Well, if she needs any um, consoling, <laughs> I am available. <laughs> you have a nice big shoulder for her? That's right. That's right. But, uh, yeah, man, I've been looking forward to this happening since, like, Avengers. So make it and make it awesome. And they can do it cheap, too. I don't think you need uh, $200 million for a Black Widow movie. I mean, get some good action directors and give them, like, $60, 70000000 and and make something cool. Just get, have the fights on par with Winter Soldier, like that kind of visceral hand-to-hand combat stuff, and get a cool story from the gritty underside of the Marvel Universe and, and just fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> I would be all over this. I know it, it's my daughter's favorite character from the movies for a, the longest time. So I'm, I'm, we'd be there day one. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, what about you, Aubrey? You think that's something that uh, I know we talked about this before, but it, and it, with it coming out possibly in a couple of years, you think that's something that you're you're excited about? I have um, zero to no interest in this movie. Oh, my what? <laughs> yeah, I really... <laughs> Black Widow as a character is awesome. Scarlett Johansson as an actress is boring. Wow. Yeah. Fool this man! <laughs> I, I liked her a long time ago, and then I feel as though she got really overrated, and then she just became a zombie in any role that she was in. And that to me just it, it's almost like Natalie Portman. She was great. Oh, and oh, then she just got bored with it or something. I don't know what happened. She got divorced from Ryan Reynolds and she gave up on life. I have loved Scarlett Johansson since Ghost World. So. I liked her in the beginning, but I just feel like the past couple movies that she's been in, like the like Age of Ultron, I just felt as though she's very bland. I don't know. All right, so Aubrey will not be there day one for uh, Black Widow. Uh, no, no maybe be there. Be there um, <laughs> maybe be there like day three, just because I'm obligated to see it. Yes, <laughs> uh, but not day one. No, it'll be more like a. Do I have time to squeeze in this movie? I guess I can go see it right now. Mm-hmm. Is there anything better? No, uh, I guess I'll have to go see it. All right. So uh, in a last little bit of Marvel news, uh, this isn't really news. This is just kind of like a, a rumor that kind of hit the world a little bit this week. Uh, John Krasinski uh, was talking about playing Reed Richards, uh, not that Marvel has the rights to the Fantastic Four characters again, or they will in a, in a year or so. Uh, he talked about he, his interest in playing Reed Richards along with uh, Emily Blunt, his wife, playing Sue Richards in a Fantastic Four movie under the Marvel umbrella. Um, as some people might remember, John Krasinski was 
in the top contenders to play Captain America. Uh, and Emily Blunt was going to play Black Widow until the Jack Black movie's Gulliver's Travels or whatever the Gulliver movie was uh, made her <laughs> made her bow out of it uh, because she had to finish that movie first. So they are they danced around the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm not sure how good this would fit for them, uh, but I do like both of them as actors. And uh, if they can get into Marvel Universe, I think that'd be great. Fantastic Four, I'm not too sure about. Uh, Aubrey. You are familiar with their work together as an on-screen couple. What do you think about them playing Fantastic Four? Honestly, I I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I like John Krasinski as an actor. I like Emily Blunt as an actress. And I just saw A Quiet Place with them together, and they did really well together. So I, I honestly, I could see it, and I would enjoy it probably. I think that John Krasinski, if he could add into fantastic four i could see it you know going in the right direction especially now that marvel owns it too because mm-hmm. let's be for real it was a <laughs> fucking disaster yep yep so yeah i i think you know having these two strong actors in this movie is going to be what pushes it to be the movie it should be cool all right joy what about you how do you feel about them possibly being uh Part of the two of the Fantastic Four. I'm down for any Emily Blunt I can get in my life. <laughs> okay. Um, I hope this won't interfere with the Edge of Tomorrow remake or uh, sequel. That's never going to happen, man. It's happening. It's not happening. It's happening. <laughs> the power of Scientology will make it happen. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's pretty awesome casting. I never even would have thought of him as Reed Richards, but it works. I I just keep thinking about it and it works. So, but it's really going to come down to director and script. So, yep. And I mean, the two of them are willing to work for cheap. So, yeah, he just directed a quiet place. So maybe he would be willing to be the director as well. Who knows? Mm, Good point. Good point. Aubrey. Maybe that's why he wants to be Reed Richards because he, you know, maybe he would have his hand in directing it as well. So mm-hmm. he wants to get that money. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Hey, cash, cash money. It's like Black Panther made how much money? All right, let's do this. Let's get in there. All right. So another Marvel news. I'm sorry. This is the last bit of Marvel news. Uh, we were talking before about the upcoming Venom movie, and we were throwing around <laughs> <laughs> down girl. Down. <laughs> we're, we're talking about our. Uh, our choices of who we thought were gonna was gonna be playing Carnage in the movie. Um, I think we assumed that it was gonna be Riz Ahmed, he of Rogue One, uh, but it turns out the rumor mills spit out today or this week that uh, Woody Harrelson might actually be playing Carnage in a Venom movie. Um, I think that's kind of cool. I can kind of see Woody Harrelson as as being a, a evil, twisted bad guy. I'm kind of down for that. Uh, Joey, how do you feel about Woody as Carnage? That's not real. That's not happening. No, well, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, you still. I, I mean, it would be cool. He was amazing in uh, Natural Born Killers, but it's not gonna happen. <laughs> hey, do you think maybe there'll be like two Carnages? Like there was two uh, Shockers and a uh, Spider-Man. There'll be uh, Carnage, and then <laughs> where's the other symbiotes? Shriek. <laughs> and there was um, Toxin. Is yep. that it? Anti-Venom. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't think Woody Harrelson is in this movie in any way, shape, or form. Oh wow! Okay, all right, all right. What well, about- I'm gladly eat crow on it because I think it would be awesome. 
I just, it just seems so out of nowhere. Like the movie's already done shooting. Like what, what? Oh, well, you how was that kept up under wraps? <laughs> you know, it is a Fox Marvel movie. So reshoots no, it's are not, not it's Sony. Oh, is it? Oh, that's right. It is Sony. I'm sorry. It's well, it reshoots for a Marvel movie. That's not an indie MCU is not completely out of, uh, out of the realm of possibilities. All right. So Aubrey, what about you? How do you feel about Woody Harrelson as carnage? Yes, yes. All over my face, yes. <laughs> I that, love it. If that actually I hope happens. it happens. Yeah. Right. I I hope it's true. It'd be fantastic. If they could do they could have him as Carnage or, you know, the dude that played um in Watchmen. Oh my god, what was his name? Why can't I think of his name? Jackie Earl Haley. I don't know. The the dude with the mask. Warshack? <laughs> Yes, Rorschach. Why can't I see him? Why couldn't I remember that? The dude that played him would be fantastic, too. Yeah, yeah, Jackie Jackie Earl Haley. Haley. Yeah. 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 He's in uh, the Tick TV show. He plays the terror. Is that him? Yeah. How did I not notice that? Because he's under a whole bunch of makeup. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. I love him. He's great. Yeah, I think that was one of our original picks a million years ago when we first started talking about this movie 190 weeks ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. 191 weeks ago when we first started talking about this. And I still stand by it. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm very, I'll be following this, uh, this story with uh, great interest. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> All right, so uh, in other comic book adaptation news, uh, The Boys is coming to Amazon, a TV show, and I, I believe it's produced by uh, the same guys that did The Preacher TV show. I think they're working on this too, and Carl Urban has been cast in the uh, one of the main characters in The Boys TV show for Amazon. I'm not too familiar with the book. I do know that uh, it was really popular back in the day, and I'm pretty sure it was violent as shit. Uh, and Carl Urban needs a break. That guy is one of the hardest workers. Uh, he can do, he's like a chameleon. I think he can do almost anything. I'm a big fan of his. So I'm psyched, I'll be psyched to see him in this. He needs a good, like, new genre break. Uh, Aubrey, how do you feel about Carl Urban uh, on a weekly TV show called The Boys? He he really is in everything. Mm. I'm, I can't believe how much, like, Noah got this movie about dinosaurs and, like, um, Jurassic khaki Park. Rhinos. No, it's this weird movie about dinosaurs. It's like when you wouldn't, I don't even know what the name of it is. That is that's how freaking tiny of a movie it is. It has Pachyrhinosauruses in it. Um, Pachyrhinosauruses. <laughs> I For those that don't know, that- in New England, that's what you call a liquor store, is a Pachy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Carl Urban's in that movie. And I was like, is it really Carl Urban? How did this movie afford a Carl Urban? <laughs> he's like in everything. Um, he could use a vacation. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Dude, take a breather. What are you doing? He needs a hit. He needs or at least a, 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 a double. Not even a whole Have run. a drink. Here you go. <laughs> All right. Take so, Joey, were you familiar with the comic book, The Boys? And is this something that uh, you could be excited about? Oh, that book rules. Yeah, oh, it's so good. It, it's, it's, uh, it is very much like Preacher, isn't it? Well, um, he, in terms of content, yes. Yes. Um, not in terms of story. The stories no. are completely different. Yeah. Uh, the Boys is a CIA-sponsored group of super-powered individuals. Who, it, it's a world where superheroes exist, but all the superheroes are assholes. <laughs> um, they're just like 
celebrities would be. They're just obsessed with celebrity culture and being, um, you know, self-involved and things that you expect from like Hollywood celebrities, but they're also super powered. So <laughs> there's a CIA sponsored group of other superpowered individuals who have to either keep them in line or clean up their messes. And that's the group called the boys. So and it's ultra violent. <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what I remember the advertising of it being like super violent. Right. So I'm excited that it's on Amazon. I hope it's not going to be super toned down from, uh, the comics. I know they had to do a lot with preacher to change it around. I'm surprised how much they left in to be quite honest with you. I was not expecting them to uh, include Jesus, Jesus's ancestor in uh, preacher, preacher when that happened last yeah. season. I was surprised that they were able to get away with that. So, well, were you guys you guys caught up on that or no? No, no. I haven't watched preacher. <laughs> uh, well, there's a the evil group called the Grail um, in preacher. There, I they've been keeping Christ's bloodline pure, and um, their idea is that they will cause a cataclysmic Armageddon event and then present their Messiah who is from Christ's pure bloodline to, uh, you know, be the new ruler of the world. Uh, the problem is that they've been able to keep his bloodline pure from inbreeding. So their Messiah is just like a blithering idiot who throws poop. at Oh man. On people <laughs> it's, it's pretty, it's pretty funny, but yeah, it's, uh, Preacher's great. If you could read the comics, man. Oh, God, so good. But yeah, this is great too. And I'm really excited as long as it doesn't suck. So, And Carl Urban's awesome. He's awesome in Lord of the Rings. He's awesome in Dread. He's even good in Star Trek, even though I hate Star Trek. And uh, apparently he's good in movies about dinosaurs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, the boys will be on Amazon in 2019. Uh, so uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll do a review of that one when it comes out, when the first episode comes out. Oh, we will. <laughs> boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. <laughs> will Girls' Generation be bringing the boys out? Oh, God. That, 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 that just made my heart flutter right there. That should be the sound. That should be the song in the commercial for it. <laughs> bring the boys out. <laughs> yeah. Bring the boys out. Girls' Generation, make you feel the All right, so, and I think for the last bit of news, um, oh, you know, a couple, actually a couple of more things. Uh, something that uh, Aubrey was pretty excited about before, Lord of the Rings is uh, going to be, is it going to be on Amazon? And it looks like, uh, from what Joy was telling me, it's going to be, they've announced it's going to be five seasons yep. already booked, and it's, the budget is going to be half a billion dollars? No, the budget is a billion. A full billion. I thought it was going to be half a billion. Nope. Oh, my God. All right. So I think this is a huge waste of money. I mean, we have three amazing movies. I think they should just leave it alone. No one should be spending that much money on a TV show. But, Aubrey, you're a big Lord of the Rings fan. So is this – I know we talked about this before, but knowing that you're going to get five seasons of this and that it's going to be – and money doesn't seem to be an issue as far as far as the production value goes. Does that make it any more enticing to you to watch this show? Here's the major <laughs> issue I have with this. I I feel as though if you're going to have a Lord of the Rings show, 
and it is not about the books, and it's just about Middle Earth, then it should be called something other than Lord of the Rings. It should be called Middle Earth. Call it Middle Earth. You made a Shadow of Mordor game that you didn't call Lord of the Rings. You called it Shadow of Mordor. Middle Earth. Because it's about Middle Earth. So I just, I, I want to see the storyline for this before I really get um, outraged about <laughs> the to- the smallest detail ever. Yeah. And, you know, get to be a keyboard warrior for once ever and get offended over the smallest thing and am a snowflake about Lord of the Rings. You know, I want to see, I want to see what their storyline is going to be before I am excited or angry because I'm annoyed that it's not about the actual Lord of the Rings books. No, no, no. It's nice that they have a billion dollar budget, though. I mean, then they can do a lot of things right. So if they followed the Lord of the Rings stories, they could they could really do some justice to the rights and, and Tom Bombadil and everything. Um, but, you know, if they're not following the stories, then I'm just going to be pissy and offended. Uh, I think they're going to just start at the beginning and follow the books like right through. I think they better. They better because I I thought that the last time we talked about it, they weren't following the Lord of the Rings story. They were doing something separate, um, but still calling it Lord of the Rings. Right, right. They're supposed to be uh, separate, like uh, young Aragorn. Yeah, and then just it's annoying. All right, so Joy, what about you? Do what do you think about this uh, ridiculous commitment that that Amazon is making for this uh, TV show? Well, um, Amazon's got plenty of money. And they are certainly desperate, desperate for a huge crossover hit on their streaming platform. So they're going to throw money at stuff. Um, it's, man, it's crazy to me to think like this type of stuff is like mainstream now. <laughs> right. Have you ever read these books, Mark? <laughs> oh, heavens no. I've, I've looked at the uh, spine of them and said, yeah, maybe one day I'll read them. But nah. this is the nerdiest shit on earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing with Game of Thrones, though. They're like, this is the nerdiest shit on earth, and people love it. Like people that at work that you don't even like think when when you would talk to about nerdy stuff are like, oh, Game of Thrones, Ooh. and you're like, what? <laughs> I used to play Dungeons and Dragons in this kid's basement every weekend <laughs> when I was a freshman and sophomore in high school, and I I, I guarantee. I, I guarantee you there was certainly no girls there and there were no normal people there. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll see what they do. Right. Uh, everybody online keeps saying it, that they're going to do like two seasons of build up, and then they're going to do the last three seasons um, readapting the movies. Okay. I don't want, I don't want to see that at all. So uh, cool, like expanded universe stories that take place in middle earth. <laughs> That's fine with me. I don't need to see uh, Lord of the Rings redone because I don't think you can get any better than the movies were. Those were, that was pretty much perfection. As somebody who's read the books like 15 million times, I, you literally cannot get better than what they put on the screen. They just can't. Oh, unless we can get Tom Bombadil. All right. I will take you at your word for that, dude, because I did not read those books. <laughs> it's a slog. It's tough. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. So then in the last little bit of news, um, are you guys familiar with the movie The Last Starfighter? No. <laughs> I should have known the answer before I asked it. Wait, uh, Ari, you never seen The Last Starfighter? Nope. 
You know what you say to Aubrey <laughs> when she hasn't seen the last Starfighter? You just made the list! I just got my phone out and added it to the list of Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Last Starfighter is a movie I haven't, I literally have not seen this movie since it originally came out like on, on video. 1980 something? It was probably I saw the, it in the theater twice. Oh, God. I love the concept. Um, and I remember looking at the special effects going, oh, look, they're using computer generated effects. For this movie, that was probably like one of the first, other than Tron, it's probably like one of the first times that's ever been done in a movie. And yeah, I remember I liked it a lot 30 years ago when I saw it, but I, God, I vaguely remember that movie at all at this point. But they're making a, a reboot, or I'm sorry, a remake of it. A uh, requel. A requel. So I don't think it's been determined whether it's going to be like a, a complete reboot from the original or they're just going to do a, do a sequel uh, using the same type of formula that the first one did. But, Allegedly, uh, it works as both. Really? Allegedly. <laughs> so I do know it is from uh, one of the writers of uh, Rogue One. Uh, so it does have some name name behind it. Uh, Gary Wood, I believe, is his name. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll definitely check it out because, like I said, it's been a while since I've seen the original one. So this, wouldn't def- this will be kind of a... Um, a, a new, fresh experience for me. Joey, you've seen the movie a couple of times. Are you excited about a possible reboot slash sequel to The Last Starfighter? Holy shit, yes. All over my face right now. All right, so Let's go. <laughs> are you Are you thinking, Are you? would you be more excited for a complete reboot or for a sequel? Um, I don't want to see a reboot, but I don't know how you... I think a requel is the best way to go because that way it's it could still work with the first movie so we don't have to start over. Well, yeah, I mean, you do have to start over. Though. I, I can't imagine that any movie they make is not going to have to explain everything that's going on because I highly doubt anyone has seen the first <laughs> one. <laughs> exactly. There were so many rights issues with it and stuff too where it, it's never really gotten the like Blu-ray collector's edition stuff that other movies have gotten other cult movies have gotten. So Aubrey, this movie is amazing. Basically like there's an arcade machine at this trailer park. (laughs) And if you play it and get a high enough score, you get recruited to fight in a galactic war. It sounds fantastic. It rules. When I was a kid, I was, I was like, all right, I gotta be the best at this game. Cause you never know. (laughs) (laughs) You never know when you might get recruited to fight a war. Hey, I have the hand-eye coordination of a cat. (laughs) (laughs) I may have the physical ability of a 90-year-old man, but if you need me to catch something, I got it. <laughs> All right. So, so we'll... Yeah, we'll, please. Please make this. <laughs> we'll definitely have to do uh, a review of the original one before this one comes out and make Aubrey watch it. Because honestly, I kind of want to see it again, too. Uh, in the the aftermath of Ready Player One being so successful, uh, Ernest Klein's next book, Arm- Armada, is... Uh, being made into a movie too and when i read the description of it i'm like holy shit that's the last starfighter a kid who plays video games and gets recruited to fight in the military uh but apparently it's totally different from the last starfighter so there's a there's a slim chance that we're going to get two quote-unquote last starfighter movies in the theaters within the same year joey have you read armada i have not no um what i read of the uh synopsis sounded pretty much like a complete ripoff of last starfighter (laughs) so But what I've heard online about Armada is it's not even remotely as good as Ready Player One. So Uh, 
uh, it's allegedly has a lot of references in it as well, but without the narrative reason for there to be references. So it's just like people in the far flung future who also like to talk about eighties movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Sure. It happens. You know, we like to talk about thirties movies all the time. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Love Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Aubrey, did you get a chance to see ready player one? I haven't seen it yet, um, but I do plan on seeing it. And I also have the book. I heard the book is fantastic. Um, so I got the book to read. Mm-hmm. I would say if you haven't read the book yet, watch the movie first and then read mm-hmm. the book. Because I know a lot of people are upset about the the multiple changes between the two. Really? Yeah. There, so uh, yeah, I, would, I have to do both. Yeah. I would. I would watch the movie. Watch the movie first. Okay. There's one scene in it, and I, t- I put it on Twitter. There's one scene in it that it looks like it was tailor-made for you, me, and Joey. Just like one quick scene. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. there's something that I like, something that Arby likes, something that Joey likes, all in one scene. It's awesome. Yeah, uh-huh. and that scene, without giving it away, it's tailor-made for you. That is worth the price of admission. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yeah, I think that should be it. That's it for the news. I don't think there's anything else that uh, really big that happened this week. A couple of small things, but that's it for the really good stuff. Word. All right. So uh, I guess we'll jump on into the main event this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. All right. So over the last two weeks, we've gone to a couple different conventions at comic book conventions as press. Um, starting with Awesome Con in Washington, D.C., where Aubrey spent last weekend. So Aubrey, tell us all about your trip to AwesomeCon. It was fantastic. I I can't wait to go again because I had so much fun. So it took it took me two hours just to get to the metro station. Just Why? because nine well, ninety-five was super backed up because this is the cherry blossoms um are coming out. So oh, it's is really- that like around in Massachusetts where people want to look at leaves? Yes, it is exactly <laughs> oh. like that. And, and if you're not like, from around here, just to let the listeners know, um, there's a lot of trees in in Massachusetts. In the in the fall, they turn a different color, and for some reason people want to drive around and look at them. But it's like there's fucking trees everywhere. Just go look at a tree in your yard or some shit. Like, don't drive 30 miles an hour down the turnpike to look at trees. Sorry, go ahead. No, and it's really like that, too. Like, we were in standstill traffic uh, for two hours because it's the cherry blossoms. And um, there's huge festivals that go on with it and everything. It's this big ordeal. So we finally got to the metro station. We get in there. um, And the metro actually lets off right at the convention center, which is pretty nice uh because then we didn't have to walk a far distance you know it's easy to get on the metro easy to get off the metro um the only issue i had with the convention was that they had the press passes you had to go into a separate entrance take an elevator and then they're telling you they're like take a left take a right take another left and another left and the first right and then the second left and I, i was lost it's like can you repeat that and she did, and I was still fucking lost. <laughs> so <laughs> I um, I go into the special elevator, I get off, and then I'm like, where the fuck am I going? 
And I ask somebody and they're like, I don't know where you're going. And it's like, well, do you know who I can ask who will know where I'm going? Because it says on your shirt staff. So you should pretty much know where I'm going. And he had no idea. So I just kept walking. I finally found it in like the corner, but it was very hard to like, and I got lost at least five times before I actually got there. And then I had gone to go into the convention and they didn't really explain where I would go to do that either. So I left and I actually ended up going back outside. Oh, Jesus. Like, <laughs> yeah. So then I finally managed to get to where I was going. You had to go up this huge flight of stairs and then go back down another huge flight of stairs. It made absolutely no sense. But I got in and it was really cool because you go on this one floor and you can see through the windows the whole convention underneath you. And that was super cool. And I couldn't believe how gigantic this convention was. So that was really mind-blowing for me. And then um, we go down, and it was super busy. It was Easter weekend, um, so everybody was getting in um, on Saturday. And so I I missed quite a few panels that I wanted to go to because traffic was so horrible. Um, But I did get to go to the John Berriman panel, which I was so surprised at how fantastic this panel was. Mm -hmm. I will stand in line for an hour every single time just to see him because that was so great. I don't think I've ever been to a panel where it was that much fun and that entertaining. Um, Did he wear something like ridiculous? Oh, my God, yes. So he he actually gathered um, people cosplaying as Star Wars characters, iconic Star Wars characters. So there was Chewie, there was Boba Fett, um, like everybody. And they all marched up on stage. And then the last person to get up on stage was Leia. And it was just like episode four. She had the hood up everything and then she stands in the middle and takes the hood off and it's actually john barrowman <laughs> <laughs> and he was wearing like the hair the hair piece and the white dress and then he ripped the skirt off and just had the white top and he was wearing r2d2 panties and then these silver blinged out um high heels He ended up taking the headpiece off because he couldn't really hear with it on. (laughs) Um, But it was, oh my God, I was laughing so hard. And just the way that he interacted with everybody was fantastic. He didn't act as though he was this, you know, super fancy celebrity. He told us life stories. Um, He told us about his birthday. He interacted with a whole bunch of people that he knew in the crowd. Everybody who helps him on a daily basis like his assistant and even the person that bedazzles his shoes and everything he had her come up just so he could recognize that these are the people that help him you know do all the things that he does all the time yeah he is Uh, cool as hell when we uh we went to boston comic-con a few years ago me and my daughter um we waited in line to meet him and the line took forever because he takes so much time with each person that came up to the table to talk to them and interact with them. And then when she got up there, like it was awesome. They took selfies together. He was really, really cool. So yeah, dude's cool as hell. 
He, I mean, I, I seriously would stand in line for hours just to see him again. Cause he was so great. And he, it was, it was awesome too, that people would come up and ask him questions and he knew exactly who they were from earlier on in the day. And he had people in line and he was like, Oh my God, you have to tell that story that you just told me in line at, at the booth. So then they would tell a story that they had just told him. And I thought it was fantastic that he remembered all these people. You know, you got to see like thousands of people a day. You're a big fam- famous celebrity. And he remembered the people that came up to his booth um, or his table and would actually ask them to share with everybody their inspiring story that they told him so that everybody else could be equally as inspired. Um, and then there was actually a medical emergency. Oh, no. I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if somebody had a seizure or what was actually going on, but he was in the middle of answering a question and somebody was flashing a light in the crowd. So he stopped everything and directed the attention towards them. He said, what's going on? And then somebody yelled, you know, they're having an episode. And so he got the medics to go over there. And then everybody who was in that area, he told them to move up into the front and sit on the floor um, in front of him. And the way that he handled it was so fantastic because he was just like, you know, let's give them space so they can help this person do what they got to do. Nobody is going to complain if you move up here. And he had everybody redirected up to the front and so that the medical team could assist this person safely and they weren't tripping over people and people weren't invading that person's privacy and everything like that. So I thought it was fantastic that he took time out of his Q&A to help somebody in the crowd and actually handled it with such a level head. Um, you know, it was just like he had rehearsed it forever. It was awesome. And just like the, the way that he approached everybody's questions too, like he, you could tell he truly, uh, cared about what everybody had to say and the questions that they asked him, he really thought through and answered them. And he had everybody in the crowd laughing and, and everything. It was just great. So that, that was totally worth it. By the time we, that was about an hour and a half panel. And then we had waited in line for over an hour. Um, so that took up a good portion of my time, but then I went back into the convention area and I looked at every single table and I, was it really crazy? Like inside, were you able to at least move around and enjoy yourself? And like, when we first got there, it was crazy and you weren't able to move. It was impossible. And of course I was trying to find Neptune suicide. So (laughs) so (laughs) I had told, I told uh, my boyfriend, Josh, I was like, boyfriend again. I I told Josh, um, I was like, she's over here. And he, of course, you know, has to be a know-it-all. And he was like, no, she's on this other end. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to him. And we went all the way to, to the other end of the room. And I was like, see, she just fucking listen to me because she's (laughs) on the other end. And we were crunched her time. By the time we got there, it was like almost time for her to leave. We had about an hour window. I was like, I have to get this autograph for Joey. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so we hadn't even looked at anything at that point. And this was before John Barrowman's panel. Um, So I was hyper-focused to getting this autograph. 
And Josh has like ADHD or something. Not really, but his attention span is very minimal. So he's like, hey, look at this. Oh, my God, look at this. Look at this table. And I just left him. (laughs) (laughs) And he ended up catching up with me. And he's like, you are no fun when you're on a mission. (laughs) No, we got to get this autograph. If we did not have a time crunch and it wasn't, you know, super busy in here, it would be a different thing. But um So when we had first got there, it was super packed, but I ended up finding her and it was really hard to find her because she's at the same table as uncanny Megan. Uh, Oh my God. (laughs) I know she was not advertising herself. Like there was no Neptune suicide sign. It was only uncanny Megan sign. And then she was standing there with, I actually had to Google, like I had to look (laughs) her up on Facebook like what does she even look like and then (laughs) (laughs) so then I knew it was her and um uncanny Megan was sitting next to her you know they had one table with Neptune suicides and then the other with uncanny Megan stuff I would have just melted into the ground (laughs) (laughs) I know so I went up to her I was like hey um you know you talked to us on Facebook I need to get an autograph for my my co-host and um she's like oh awesome you know what do you think you'd want and I was like I have no fucking clue <laughs> she's like I uh, she's like I also have lingerie pictures under the table I was like perfect those and <laughs> And then she's like, and she opens the book and she goes, this one I don't even have on my website. I was like, awesome. He wants that one. (laughs) It's like, if he can't get it on the website, he must have it. So this one. And um, so she signed it. uh, She gave me a sticker and everything. It's like, fantastic. Thank you so much. And then I felt way better. And so I said to Josh, I was like, okay, now we can dick around and (laughs) wander around this place. Um, I am super thankful to you for getting that for me because uh, I got it in the mail and I was just like, this rules. And I showed it to Jen. I'm like, I'm hanging this up in my room. (laughs) She's like, she just rolled her eyes and walked away. (laughs) I, I had, I was so focused on it and, and, um, I wanted to take it out and send you send you a picture. And Josh was like, don't take it out. You know, just send it to him. Be a surprise. I was like, no, I need him to know that I did this. <laughs> that I <come> to <laughs> and I fucking took it out and dropped it. And he's like, this is why you should have not taken it out. And I was like, you know <laughs> why do I fucking take you anywhere? So then we, we looked at... Um, we looked at the list and we were like, what are we going to do? And then we decided... So I was fucking super thirsty by this time. So then I went and I got a drink and um, we went to go find they had. So awesome. Con actually has these stainless steel cups. They're like mule glasses and you get them and you can refill your drink repeatedly throughout the convention. Right, right. And so that was fantastic. I've never seen that before. So, of course, Josh has to get one. And then I saw they had these big, huge bags. And I wanted one, but then I didn't want to pay $20 for it. So, of course, he buys it for me. And it's it's, too, <laughs> it's bigger than half of my body I, size. I saw a picture <laughs> of it. It's like a bathtub. It's like a bathtub with handles on it. Yeah, and he, he is super tall. So that picture does not – And I mean, it, it shows how big it is, but it does not do it as much justice as how ridiculous it looked when I was carrying it. Because I, he's probably 6'2", and I am 5'3". <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, this thing, like, touched the back of my knees. It just looked 
<laughs> looked absolutely just so stupid on me to the point where he took it over at the end of the convention. He let me walk around the majority of the convention with it so he could laugh. But then at the end, when you're actually getting on the Metro, he felt bad that I had walked around with it all day and he took it back. Um, but I got that so I could safely carry Joey's picture. <laughs> and then I found a plastic thing, a plastic sleeve for it. And um, so I put it, I put it all together in, in the bag. So after the John Berman panel, I had gotten this bag before that, but after the panel, we walked around and the herd had thinned significantly. So it was a lot easier to walk around. So I managed to get to every single table and the way that they had it set up was really well thought out because on, you know, the left-hand side of the map, they had all of the major vendors that had, you know, mainstream merchandise, toys, pop vinyls, comics, everything was all on the left-hand side. And then on the right was the artist's alley, which had, you know, people, they had artists, they had um, crafters, they had all of those people, all of the artists really, and, and the people that had done homemade crafts on the right-hand side. So they didn't get lost within, you know, the big merchandise people that were, that were um, selling all of those toys and everything. Even, even the people that did their own books were in the artist's alley. All the creative people that had tables were off to the right. So you could easily look at everything that they made and appreciate it without being overrun by people that wanted pop finals. And then towards the front of the map, they had uh, nonprofits and groups. So they actually had local chapters of like um, D&D. They had um, support groups. They had Extra Life was there. Um, for people who don't remember, Extra Life was the organization who I had done the 24-hour gaming marathon with um, where you – you do 24 hours worth of gaming for um, kids in hospitals. So they were there. There was a whole bunch, the whole over overlaying message of the convention was acceptance. And they had so many gay pride posters and organizations and talks and everything um, to help prevent suicide within the LGBTQ plus community. Um, which was great. They had um, the National Association for Mental Health there. Um, just so many nonprofits were there, which I thought was awesome because normally they're kind of mixed in and nobody really pays attention to them. But they were in their own separate groups. So you could really meet with these people, really listen to them, talk to them and everything like that. I also thought it was cool that they had local chapters of groups there. Um, like the Dungeons and Dragons, they had at least like three local chapters of groups there. Um, they had the Dungeons and Dragons, they had um, like card games, and then they had another one, and I can't remember what it was. Uh, I probably have the um, pamphlet somewhere, but it was fantastic. And then they had kind of near the food, they had a whole bunch of different food um, options. And then in between the nonprofits and the food, they had a huge wall of t-shirts that was like four by four. It was four walls and a cube and it went up to the ceiling and it was just t-shirts. And that was super crazy. I couldn't believe that. Did you um, get, did you get any of them? 
No, of course I didn't buy anything. Oh. Uh, I I know there wasn't really anything that I felt compelled to buy. Normally I buy a stack of comics whenever I go to conventions. I normally buy a stack of comics, but I really was just trying to take in the convention yeah. and just kind of see what it had to offer because I'd never been to such a big convention before. I mean, Super Mega Fest was probably the biggest one I've been to. Um, even Supernatural Fest, I mean, they had a lot of panels and stuff, but they did not have as many vendors as this did. So I was really just trying to take in everything and see what they have to offer. Next year, I would probably spend a lot more money there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it was super exciting. And honestly, I can't wait to go next year. I'll probably go every year from now on because it was just awesome. I wow. loved it. That's, yeah. a, that's a ringing endorsement right there. I know. And... And normally I'm just so laid back about everything. It's like, oh, it was okay, you know, it was cool. But um, and no, I really enjoyed myself, and um, it was fun. And they they were fantastic to to press too. I thought it was great. We had like our own room to go to to get our press passes, yep. and then on top of that, they gave you. They ran out of hard copies of the program, but all of the press had a hard copy of the program. And um, then you also got an invite to see Lost in Space early. And um, I did not make it in time to do that. But it was really cool that I had a hard copy of the program because people were super jealous about that. (laughs) But I I got to help people and show them around. But I also did enjoy that they had an early showing of Lost in Space 4 press. I thought that was pretty awesome of them. Oh, it's very cool that you got to help people too. You got to be you got to be Clark Kent and Superman at the same time. Yeah, it's very nice. I was really <laughs> excited to actually like I don't know, it kind of felt important. You are important. Aubrey. It's validating, isn't it? Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. It goes out to AwesomeCon for giving us those passes, and uh, hopefully, maybe all three of us can go next year. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yes, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna do something next next year with all three of us somewhere, but we're trying to figure out what con we want to go to, <laughs> where yes. we want to meet up. So we have many ideas percolating. Which con are we gonna bless with the presence of all three of us together at the same That's time? Right. You're A welcome. Very rare occurrence. <laughs> we have to make sure that they can handle it too. So, That's you know, right. Can you handle all three of us at the same time? <laughs> can Aubrey handle spending three days with Joey and Mark <laughs> <laughs> without strangling us? I don't know. I just get my own hotel room. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm gonna take a nap. <laughs> All right, so uh, then this past weekend, Mark and I both went to Empire State Comic Con in Albany, New York. Tell us all about Empire State Comic Con, Mark. Well, you know, it was its first year, so it didn't really have a lot of um, uh, a lot of like really big things happening. They were just kind of starting out, but it, it was definitely a, a, a fun, medium-sized con. There were some celebrities there. Uh, the the main big one being uh, Robert England, he of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger himself. Uh, but even though it's like his first year, that in the convention area itself was it was a decent size. It wasn't too big that you can get lost easily, and it wasn't too small. And it was big enough that they can actually fit like uh, sets. And uh, uh, the Back to the Future car was there with uh, Marty McFly uh, lookalike to take pictures. Uh, they had a lot of really cool things there. Uh, my thing is, as anyone who listens to the show knows, uh, my thing when I go to comic book conventions is to try to find independent comic book artists. 
anyone who's making their own books and try to abide them and support them. And uh, I was able to get some cool books this year. I got a, I got a book called, uh, well, <laughs> a book called Giant Killers. This isn't from an independent artist. It's from uh, Ron Mars, who's, uh, who's been around, I guess you could say. Uh, but this book, it, it's called Giant Killers, and it just got picked up by IDW. And uh, the artwork was amazing, so I had to pick that one up. The other one I picked up was Margo, the Intergalactic Trash Collector. And that one was from Jim Whiting. And he's another just a guy who writes his own books, draws his own books, sells them right at the shows. And uh, it was really impressive to me. I picked up issue one and two, and then we're going to try to get them on a show when uh, issue three drops. But uh, yeah, I picked up a couple of old books. Sorry, based on Joy's recommendation, I picked up uh, Hawkeye, My Life as a Weapon, uh, written by Mac, Matt Fraction, a book that I've heard about. But um I didn't pick up. I heard other people said it was pretty good, and they had it collected at a really nice price. So I was able to grab that. And me going through my uh, Road to Infinity War war right now, I'm becoming a huge fan of uh, Jeremy Renner as Hawkman. So I'm excited. Hawk as Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. So I'm excited to read this book. Uh, I also picked up the Love is Love compilation. Uh, that was a uh, anthology to benefit the survivors of the Orlando Pulse shooting uh, from a few years ago. Uh, so yeah, I had a good time. Uh, I did what I was what I wanted to do. Took some pictures, met some awesome cosplayers, grabbed some comic books, and uh, yeah, I had a good time. It was fun. Joey, what did you think about the show? Um, I thought it was great. We had a pretty uneventful ride in, um, other than just being dumbfounded because New York still has paper tickets for the turnpike. <laughs> so <laughs> we're just like, do we take the ticket? Do what do we do? We figured it out. We drove in. And the the good thing about it being in Albany is it wasn't super far away from for us. So we didn't have to stay overnight. We didn't have to drive really, really far. We just an hour and 20 minutes there, and we were there. Boom. It was a nice venue. Um, you know, and like Mark said, it wasn't a huge show. This wasn't Rhode Island or New York. It was a you know medium-sized show, and it never got overwhelmingly busy, which was good. So we could take our time and walk up and down the aisles and check out the different booths and the different cosplayers. And you could actually stop people and take their picture in the aisle without getting in people's way, which was cool. Yeah, that was very nice. Because that's, that's usually the big hang up when you see someone like in cosplay and you want to get a picture of them. If you stop them, you're going to stop the 30 people behind them that are moving in the same direction. Yeah, and it wasn't as crazy as Rhode Island where it was like, I remember last year at Rhode Island, I was at one booth, and on the other side of the aisle was our friend uh, Akane Saatome, and I wanted to say hi to her, but the sea of humanity just, like, washed me away, <laughs> and the next thing I knew, I was three aisles over. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, never mind then. <laughs> so that was cool. Yeah, Robert England was definitely the big uh, star that was there. He uh, had a line a whole day when we were there from the time it opened until the time we left, there was a huge line for him. But even then the line wasn't crazy. It wasn't like a line at Rhode Island or New York. It was still manageable. So that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't the other, the only, uh, somewhat big star that was there. Uh, Brian O'Halloran from, uh, clerks, uh, who we always see like up here in the, on the East coast. Uh, he was there. Uh, the guys from comic book men were there. Oh God, Joy! What was the actress that we were talking about before that was in uh, in Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, Amanda Weiss. Yep. Um, Amanda Weiss. Yep. Right from a Nightmare on Elm Street and from a movie that's uh, close to me and Joey's heart. It's Better Off Dead. Um, uh, Aubrey, have you ever seen Better Off Dead? 
It sounds familiar, but I don't know if I actually have seen it. But it does well, sound familiar. You know what you say to Aubrey when she hasn't seen Better Off Dead, right? You just made the list! <laughs> just added it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and then we did get to talk to uh, Michael Nathanson, who was on, you may remember from Netflix, The Punisher. Right, yeah, he uh, appeared recently on uh, Superhero Speak a little while ago. Uh, and uh, he's a really cool guy. Uh, he was a really big Star Wars fan, so I connected to him immediately. And uh, when we got to see him, got to see him at the convention, uh, I did. I did want to pick his brain a little bit about the Last Jedi because he had some opinions, and you know, I, I just wanted to to you know get a little bit more in depth uh, reasoning for his uh, his um, opinion of the movie. So yeah, I had a lot of fun talking to him. He's a really cool dude. We're gonna try to get him on the show too, uh, really soon. Yeah, we're going to try to work that out. He seemed interested. We could have probably hung out and just talked to him about Star Wars for another two or three hours because mm. <laughs> he was really cool. Um, and we did hit up some panels, too. We went to the Power Rangers panel and got to see them uh, talk about Power Rangers a little bit with a couple of the actors. The uh, second Red Ranger was there and the Blue Ranger from Time Force. And then uh, then we went to the Angry Geek Show live. Yep, which was uh, those guys put on a really good show. They are absolutely ridiculous. And uh, shout out to Jeremy, who was nice enough or crazy enough to shout out So Wizard whenever he saw us walking around the convention. You know, <laughs> and I was buying my comic books, and Jeremy walks by and he just started screaming like it was the Beatles, but it was he was screaming So Wizard podcast. And the guy At least that was, he had his shirt on. So <laughs> yes, thank God. The guy I was buying the comic books for I was like, oh. The friend of yours. And I'm like, yeah, he's a fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have security with us today. So. <laughs> and we got to meet uh, that Wonder Woman who is uh, now on the Angry Geek show, Jamie, who is dressed as Hela from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, it was funny with people trying to hang their hats on her, her horns that she had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she couldn't really move around much because her she had the big headpiece with the like horns and stuff on it and it would like bump into people so but uh yeah and then yeah obviously lewis too so we get to see the three of them we're gonna hopefully we're trying to coordinate having all three of them on next month on the podcast so that should be pretty interesting uh to see and yeah then we just fired around the show a little bit more we took a bunch of pictures of cosplayers we actually ran into some other podcasters uh, one of them was uh, Steven, who does a show called Super Retro Throwback Reviews. And uh, we were posting about Empire State Comic Con on Twitter. And he was like, wait, I'm at Empire State Con. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, where are you? Let's meet up at, after this panel. So we ended up meeting up with him and hanging out a little bit and talking. And then, you know, it was a smaller so show. So we kept bumping into him throughout the day, which was awesome. And then we ended up uh, just same thing on Twitter after he said something. Then someone else pitched, chimed in and was like, I'm at Empire State Comic. <laughs> and that was uh, Maggie from the Rock Candy podcast. Um, she was working at a table for uh, Item Get, which is a like online shop where they sell all sorts of nerdy things, which was really cool. So then we ended up going over to their table and talking to her for a while about podcasting and stuff too. So I would definitely say check out those two shows. Uh, we listened to them on the way back, and we both really liked them. So <laughs> we had like a really long drive on the way back home. Yeah, well, we had to drive past where we lived to go get uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. So. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and we also so, yeah. got to see uh, Tim Wiley, friend of the show, Tim Wiley, and uh, Zombie Leader was there, uh, looking badass as always. Dressed as Kratos from God of War. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Tim Wiley was just as uh, a Fallout character. The Lone Wanderer. Who I knew, I actually knew who that was. I was like Captain America. I'm like, wait, I get that reference. <laughs> He's Fallout. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. But yeah, it was a good time. Uh, we really enjoyed it. Uh, looking forward. They're, they're definitely going back next year. They already said they just haven't announced the dates yet. So we'll be looking forward to going to that. And that was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Took lots of pictures. Uh, I was really impressed with uh, some of the costumes and and uh, shout out to uh, shout out to uh, Fred Holt who was uh, cosplaying as Nick Fury there. And he wasn't. He had a table. He had uh, a prints that he was selling of his different cosplays, and it didn't cost anything. He was just spreading the love of cosplay to the convention, uh, which I thought was really cool. You never see that at all. So uh, shout out to him. He was awesome. Right, right. Shout out to Empire State Comic Con for uh, getting us the press credentials. Uh, much like Aubrey said, it's 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 very validating and it's uh, pretty awesome. And we love going to their different shows. We're looking forward to Comic Con coming up at Foxwoods in July, and of course the big one, Rhode Island Comic Con in November. Yep. Sweet. Any uh, any any final thoughts on Empire State Comic Con? Uh, no, no. Um, I was really impressed with everything that they had there. I love the fact that, that, uh, there's still conventions where you can buy beer. And, uh, <laughs> I love the fact that there was a uh, food there that wasn't insanely priced and was actually pretty delicious, which is always a plus. Plus they had, it was carpeted too. Like what, that, that's what, what, where does that happen? That's amazing. Uh, I had a good time there. It was a really nice convention. I definitely recommend, uh, if you're in that area, uh, the upstate New York area, definitely go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Sweet, sweet. It, it probably might even be crazier next year because, uh, you know, this weekend there was a lot of cons going on at the same time. PAX East and there was a show a few hours up in New York and Saratoga. So if it's coordinated where they don't have all that stuff going on on that same weekend, it might be uh, start to get a little crazier. So good times. Good times. So that's uh, that was our exciting weekends uh, going to different conventions. You know, we love to go to these things. So if you are a convention and you want some coverage for your show, reach out or we'll reach out to you. And uh, like I said, we're looking at our next one to be Comic-Con. C-O-M-I-C-O-N-N at uh, Foxwoods Casino in Connecticut coming up in July. So uh, and Mark's going to try to go to Plastic City Comic-Con in a couple weeks out in Fitchburg, Mass. I unfortunately have to work, so I cannot go, but we'll see. We'll see. No promises. Right. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll wrap it up with some recommendations. Aubrey, any recommendations for the listeners out there? Excellent question. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Um, I finished the Fractured Butthole the other day uh, just because I've been lazy, and now I finally finished it. So I may even actually write a review for that. Uh, I know I haven't written a review in probably about two years or so. Um, so maybe I'll finally get around to that, but that's all, that's pretty much all I got. Josh has been playing Far Cry five and he said it's great, but I'm too lazy to buy it. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll have a recommendation next week. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, how about you, Mark? Uh, no, no, I haven't watched anything new. I'm still on my road to infinity war. Uh, I'm plugging away. So uh, no, I haven't watched anything new. I'm going to take a little time to uh, read all of these comic books that I bought. 
But I'll just recommend everyone check out the website and read some of the other movie reviews that I put up and some of the articles that Adam Wallyhawk put up. They're very cool. All right. Well, I will, of course, recommend you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. The aforementioned movie reviews, streaming picks, and more from Mark and Adam. Uh, Aubrey will have a more in-depth article on her weekend at AwesomeCon coming soon in the next couple days. And, uh, yeah, you can hear us on Apple Podcasts. You can hear us on Spotify or just about any podcatching app under the sun. Live streaming on Internet Radio Powercast 97.9. Or uh, just go to the website and click play on the player right on the top side of the page. Uh, yeah, I will recommend uh, if you like very slow moving television shows, you check out AMC's The Terror, which is now, I think, on episode four as we speak. Um, it is a story about, it's based on a book, uh, a expedition of British sailors going into the Arctic. Um, and there's monsters and other stuff going on, and it's pretty crazy. It is very slow. <laughs> That's not, so, you're not selling it, dude. You're not selling well, it. But in a good way, it's just kind of like a, a existential creeping dread okay. <laughs> going on. But, um, it's, I would, I don't want to say Lovecraftian cause it's not that wild, but you know, in that kind of thing, it's not like, Ooh, it jumped out and scared me. Oh, type <laughs> thing. It's more like, uh, oh, okay. Life is crushing and awful <laughs> 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 type of thing. But I, I really like it so far, but. Just, just know going in, it's not, you're not, it's not the walking dead. <laughs> gotcha. It's the very slow moving terror, not just the terror, but so that's, uh, that's going to do it for this week. I think next week we will be reviewing and reacting to the rock <laughs> is rampage. So get yourself to the theater and check that out. We didn't tell you about the 30 foot wolf. Oh God. <laughs> I'm excited. I know these guys aren't, but that's okay. Um, so yeah, that'll do it. We'll see you next week for rampage. You have been listening to episode number 192 of the so wizard podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo and my co-hosts were the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Roses are red, violets are blue. Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Uh, happy Rex Manning Day to all of my Empire Records fans. Uh, Wakanda forever. I hate Empire Records. I know. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> 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 Thank you for your listenership, and we'll see you next time on So Wizard. Good journey. <laughs>